I not have to forgive the person because I had never anger. With your family, you can't control them, they're different. Have they been as forgiving and as accepting of your situation? I never ask them. I'm scared to, to, yeah, to question that. Olympic Channel Podcast. That was recently paralysed double Olympic champion Christina Vogel. I'm Ed Knowles and this is the official Olympic Channel podcast. We find the best people to talk about the biggest Olympic talking points every single week. If you love the Olympics, subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Olympic Channel podcast. This time last year, Christina Vogel was busy being the best track cyclist in the world. A double Olympic champion, she was crowned world champion for a record-breaking 11th time. Less than four months after the world championships, a training accident left her paralysed from the breast down. The manner in which she's accepted her situation is astounding. She has no anger towards the junior Dutch cyclist with whom she collided. I spoke to her about the day of the accident, how her family are coping and her plans for Tokyo 2020. But I began by asking how she got into cycling in the first place. Olympic Channel Podcast. There are people that started a career as an athlete and say, I want to be an Olympic champion, but um, I was never that one. So I grew up um, challenge for challenge and um, I started to be a German champion and was like, whoa, okay, I can do that. Maybe I'm talented. Then I go on and uh, June, June World Champion was, was huge. So then I changed to the senior level and I was like, hey, I'm six time June World Champion, so I will rock the world. And then I had my first World Cup in Cali, Colombia 2008. It was like, oh, okay. So <laughs> I'm the little Christina, so not rocking the world. Um, but in that time, I realized that, um, yeah, I'm quite talented and it's make fun. If I could go take a little step back into 2009, where you had uh, a big accident again there. Um, one of the things I thought was interesting about that was um, you were also in an artificial coma for a couple of days there. I wondered if, you were on a road, right? And correct me if I'm wrong with sort of the facts. And you had right of way in 2009 and someone knocked you off your bike. That's correct, yeah. Um, did you forgive that person? Did you kind of, kind of come at peace with what happened there as a person? Um, yes and uh, no. I'm not um, was ever had no anger because that happened. Because um, in traffic, there's a lot of moments um, you think, oh, that was close, you know? Ever, ever, everybody of us had these special moments in traffic where you say, oh, that was close. So um, things happen. So uh, a failure is, is it's the nature of a human. But I never get, um, yeah, I'm a sorry excuse that it happened to me. From, from that person, from the driver of the bus. So um, that was what disappointed me the most. Not that the thing that they had the accident, it was, yeah, this un 
unhuman thing that you never say, I'm sorry for that, what happened to you. So, yeah, and it hurts still, still now, it hurts the most. So he went on and made a full recovery from that accident in 2009 and went on to become world champion, then Olympic champion in London 2012, title after title, uh, leading all the way up to Rio 2016, where you were crowned Olympic champion for the second time. Given everything that had happened, um, how was that moment stepping on the podium in Rio 2016? In this few seconds, it is that all the past years paid off, all the pain you have and all the things you missed because um, you had your your level 100% um, professional. So um, I missed a lot of uh, family dates. Um, I never was by a concert before because I say I can't go to a concert because there are a lot of ill and sick people and uh, or I'd, um, when I go out out at night, I can't have um, that high um, training session later. So, um, but in that few seconds, it is like I always say that when you the first the first touch with your with your gold medal is like, or oh, I always mention that is when the mother born his child and has the first time his child in his arms. Okay, it's a hard um, hard <laughs> example, but uh, in that moment, it's like to hold my child the first time and. Uh, you feel so free, and um, you passed the uh, past uh, four four years or longer, of course. It's just uh, just freedom and happiness. It's, I can't describe it in one word because uh, it's so I don't know. There's no word for that. P pure happiness, pure happiness. So for those who don't know, the day of the accident was June twenty sixth, two thousand and eighteen, and it was a seemingly normal day. Vogel had planned to go go-karting in the afternoon for a friend's birthday. But first, there was training to do. Now, track cycling is fast. Speeds can be around 70 kilometers per hour, which is about 40, 45 miles per hour. A Dutch junior cyclist was practicing standing starts that day too. Vogel crashed into him at full speed. Everything went black. And the next thing she remembers is that she couldn't feel her legs. She says that in that very moment, she completely accepted her situation. She knew that she would never walk again. Olympic Channel podcast. Yeah, it's hard. Um, of course, when I uh, woke up on a track um, and then I realized the first seconds who was around me and where I'm lying and uh, what it's happened, um, to have that, that feeling that, yay, I will not walk anymore. But... Um, all the thinking don't bring me forward, you know, because um, all the thinkings are just trying to keep you in that moment. And um, I always want to go more and uh, I always want to have more and uh, to go forward and to grab and catch new crazy things. And um, I would be a liar when I say believe in you and I would not do that in the moment, you know. So, um, yeah. Of course, it sounds sounds stupid and crazy. And uh, when you talk, it said it to me. It's it's also that I think, why I realized it from the first first second on. But um, yeah. Have you spoken to the junior cyclist? I know that there was initially no contact from the Dutch. Is that has that changed? Has has there been any contact there with that person? The 
Dutch was contact me, but not the junior. So um, I spoke, of course, to the Dutch, Dutch Federation and uh, to other Dutch uh, writers, but not to himself. But yeah, um, I don't know. I think when he wanted to contact me, he would reach me. But other side, he's a young person and uh, yeah, just uh, trying to 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 go maybe in his mind because um, what would you have now in no that's it's wrong. How can I say that? I'm not sad that he not contact me because he's a young person. And how would you feel when you are the person who bring Christina Vogel in a wheelchair? So um, some people are a bit more with his personality in that time and some people not. So I don't know. Who is he? Maybe he will contact me in the future, maybe not. Um, but um, yeah, I'm there. and. When he wants, I will speak with him, of course. So, but um, I spoke with the Dutch Federation and a lot of other Dutch Dutch writers, and uh, the doctor, the Dutch doctor of the state, trying to contact me. Um, yeah, I will see what he what he has to tell. And have you forgiven the person? I not have to forgive the person because I had never anger about them because that's what I told that there are a lot of moments you say, oh, that it was close, and that. This um, situation happened so often on track cycle on track, so so often. But it was, of course, you could say it was a failure from him. But um, it's more that now we have to see that situation, and that should never happen again. That we have to learn about my accident to make track cycling more savvier because. Um, the nutrition is better, um, you are going faster, the technical material is going better day, day by day, year by year, and uh, it's going so fast and we're just breaking with our skin when we fall, you know? And that, that's crazy, we go on 70 meals per hour, girls, men's 18s, or faster when we're on higher level, so that is fast, you know? So, I'm sorry for that word, but <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. explain it. So, it's really fast, and um, just to break, just with your skin, that's hilarious, that's ridiculous, you know? Um, and yeah, and maybe that's now my job in my life, that we have to learn about accident to make track cycling savvier. What about your, your family? You are obviously very accepting, and you can just tell. You know, like, I didn't even have to meet you to know, you know, I'd followed you, I'd seen you winning, and when you said you were accepting, I was like, I think she's telling the truth. You know, like, I didn't have to read into it. There was no cynicism there. But um, with your family, you can't control them. They're different. <laughs> they can be, uh, have they been as forgiving and as accepting of your situation? I never asked them. Um that they have any anger about um, the Dutch writer or the Dutch Federation, I don't know, but I think I'm scared to, to, yeah, to question that, to ask them that question. Um, but I'm the person because all of my, my friends and my family, and uh, they give me, yeah, the, the powerness and the strength to to do that, and uh, life is really hard as a wheelchair driver because uh, there are a lot of stairs and uh, 
their frooms I can't use because they're so thin and uh, my family and friends, they, yeah, sometimes they keep me walking because they carry me on or um, open me bigger doors like because they're too heavy. So um, they give me the freedom to, yeah, to be sometimes the walk Christina again and not the Richard driver. But I know it's also hard for them as I know it's especially really hard for Michael, for my boyfriend, because he's the the first pe pe person he's in touch because um, yeah, he's uh, he's uh, the person all my life, day by day, and uh, he's the first one. You have to carry me these days on, or not? Not my mom because Michael is my my partner, but it's always that um, I want to fight for them as well. That that I have a chance to make that as well easy for them to. to to accept the challenge. Um, sometimes the worst situations bring out like the very best in, in people. And I think certainly on Twitter, it's kind of a bit of a hellhole sometimes and everyone's kind of arguing. But I remember that day when the uh, Die Spiegel interview came out, it was just like, Oh my God, so much love for Christina Vogel, everybody, you know, like talking about how brave you were and stuff like that. I mean, how did that, that day, I imagine you, it was like you felt nervous in the morning before you knew that interview was going out that day, right? And did you, how did you feel that day? Yeah, it was, I think, the, the hardest interview I ever gave in my life because, um, Normally you say, oh, it was nice to win that medal and to break the record or um, yeah, to be just the second or third, I don't know, but um, there was an interview from my inner, from inner self and uh, I knew that it should be really honest because otherwise people not, yeah, believe that I'm still Christina. And I was really nervous before the press conference because I thought that, yeah, there was looking like more a machine, not like Christina. So I was really scared that people not trust me, that people not believe that I accept that day by day. And, um, but then it was just overwhelming how the love to spread out and um, to see the hashtag Christian Christina Federation, how much money they raised. And it's so ridiculous that they give me all these euros and pennies they, they work for. and. Um, just to give it to me that I have the freedom to yeah to choose that I can buy me a nice wheelchair or a car on wheelchair, you know. And yeah, it's so weird that sometimes you need that bad moments or that life-changing moments to realize um, how much you are, you are loved by the world. Um, I mean, if we look forward, then how is the rehab going at the moment, and you know what's the latest kind of with Christina and what you're doing. After waking up the coma, um, the doctor said to me that uh, I need to have six to 12 months in hospital. And I say, yay, six months and I am gone. I will promise you. And yeah, I'm so proud of myself that I make that, um, that I can't go out of hospital after six months. So the, the past the weeks, the past month after the accident was uh, more to realize what is uh, new in my life. So it's not the the wheelchair by myself. There are many things many things as well I have to learn and day by day I have to learn about my body. And um, now from now on 
because I was that fast, I have to do more rehabilitations or more rehab. So I'm still in hospital, but not with sleeping there. Um, I'm, I'm out, and but I have to go three times in a week again in hospital to do um, special um, CO2 projects. They are made for um, people that are paralyzed. So, um, for example, there's a water therapy um, that helps me to stimulate areas in my body I can't stimulate. So that sounds so weird, but uh, it works and um, it gives me a better feeling in my, in, my, in my body so and in my mind. So, yeah, it's hard. Challenge is hard. Um, last, last, last year, I had so much weight in gym, doing squat with 116 kilograms, um, doing bench press and something like that, and now I'm challenged with one, one kilo. So it's hard to handle that, yeah, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I think there was one quote that I read. It said, my goal is to be able to pick up a pot from the stove without having to put my hand oh, yeah. on the wheelchair. Have, have you ever been able to do that yet? No, that's a long way to go. Because um, that's the only thing that I'm paralyzed from, from the breast. So I have no core, but I have a core. So um, I have to build them up without having them. So mm. it's, um, that's the hardest challenge. And um, I feel it's going a bit better, but um, yeah, not, not that much. Um, I, I've, I wanted to have it at the moment, but uh, yeah, I need a lot of training. Lot of, that's, that's why I'm still in the hospital to to um, have more rehab, I think, in the last, next half, half year. If I was in charge of the German national team, there is no way you would be able to escape my clutches. I would have you on that plane to Tokyo 2020 just to speak to other athletes, giving advice, just being around the team. Has that already happened? Are those conversations started? Is that something you would like to do? Yeah, I don't know. Um, that is what one thing that um, yeah that hurt me the most that I'm not there for the people and uh, sometimes I think that they really need me or that they miss me and that I yeah sitting there in a hospital or here and uh, they're traveling around the world and um, sometimes I could give them a better advice, you know, that they can do it better or that they believe again in themselves when it's hard. But yeah. It's like the baby starts to grow up, <laughs> so no, just kidding. <clears throat> we will see, but uh, life hasn't stuck for me, especially for the federation. Um, I don't know. Um, a lot of people are still one of my best friends, so I'm still in contact with them, and I'm still meeting them. And um, I will come in the past weeks. There's the World Championship in Proshko. I will be there, and I think I should travel to Olympic Games in Tokyo. So. I'm not away. I'm not a competing athlete, but I'm not away from the ball of cycling. There's an alpine skier called Thomas Fogdo, who we had on the podcast. I don't know whether you know his story. He was a Swedish uh, Olympian alpine skier. Uh, and then in the 90s, uh, he also had an accident in training and then found himself paralysed. One of the things he said was that if he could go back in time, he wouldn't change a thing. And I wondered whether that was the same for you? Yeah, when I reflect the past past years, I would never change a thing because um, all these decisions and all these moments make me to the person I am at the moment. And of course you could say it's 
it's hard now, the challenge is hard in a wheelchair. Of course, I would uh, change other, other future for me um, at the moment walking, not, uh, not gliding in a wheelchair. But um, the past years, I did the thing I loved the most and uh, I loved in the inside of my heart for track cycling and for doing a sport. And uh, um, just always remembered that I had the opportunity to do the thing I loved the most. So I think not, not that many people can do what they love um, in the moment the most as a job. So um, I've traveled the world, I meet so many nice people, um, had chances to, yeah, to talk to you now, because, you know, and yeah, I think I, it's the same, same thinking I had. I would never change a thing. And so for the future, uh, I think at the Laureus Awards, which we're here, I think the phrase is sport as a force for good. And in a world where negativity is something that is often emphasised, especially on the internet at the moment, your story is one of overwhelming positivity in the face of something bad, in inverted commas. Um, what would be your overriding kind of message to the world? Yeah, go on and try. You just know that, you just know it, if you could make it when you try it, you know? And always people see the things you not have. Um, they have a bigger car, a bigger house, or he is a Olympic champion, I am not. And um, But sometimes you have to reflect more yourself about what you really have and how proud you can be and what you what you, um, what you you achieve in your life, you know? And yeah, I think life is better than, it's, than sometimes people reckon, you know? And yeah, sometimes you... you just recognize later what, what nice opportunity you have, a nice challenge and nice chances you have to, to do. So, um, yeah, just go out and try. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Olympic Channel Podcast. Right, last week we had Olympic champion Meryl Davis speaking to Mariah Nagasso about that jump. Gracie Gold's sarcastic comments and crying on tour buses. The figure skating family were out in full force and I especially liked Tufton Sports Psych's comment on Facebook. They said, I must admit I'm a late arrival to the podcast party, but I've come across some great ones on the Olympic channel. Thank you very much for that. As Aerosmith famously sang, give us a subscribe if you don't want to miss a thing. Also, Mariah herself was on Twitter and she set a challenge that said, I hate listening to myself. So can you guys let me know if what I'm saying is good or bad or what the deal is? So the challenge has been set. Can all you Olympic Channel podcast heads with Twitter jump on that tweet and tell her what you thought, please? It's that time where I beg you to leave a five-star review in the podcast app. Seriously, though, there is no time like the present. Be a pal and give us five stars. All right, that's it for now. See you soon. Think, Think like an Olympian. Olympian.